Hi everyone, we're the Carlton Film Society and today we have a very exciting movie to talk about. But before we go on, I just want to say that you should probably stay till the end if you have watched the film because we have a very, very special announcement that we're going to have. Um, and so yeah, we'll just dive right into it. I'll just introduce myself quickly and then all of my teammates will introduce themselves. So my name is Kea Sharali and I'm the Chief Executive Officer and I also do the co-financing for our club. And I'm a fourth year double major in Film Studies and Communication and Media Studies. I'll just hand it over to my teammates now. All right, so hi, I'm Beatrice. I'm the Head of Production with a focus on logistics and I am a second year student with the Media Production and Design program. I'll go next. I'm Ashley, I'm the COO of Carlton Film Society and I'm currently my third year for criminology, but I have a minor in film studies. Hi everyone, I'm Stephanie and I'm part of the Carlton Film Society and I work specifically more on event planning and all that. And uh, I'm in the third year in film studies and communications and media studies. And uh, I'll just dive a little bit right in into the movie that we're going to talk about today. So we're going to talk about My Rennie's Black Bottom. I think I'm pronouncing that right, but hopefully, hopefully all is well. And uh, this movie is a Netflix film. So it came out, I think, in 2021 or 2020. And uh, it, it, it got a lot of critical acclaim already. So we have uh, the two main actresses, uh, actress, actor, whatever, um, uh, Chadwick Boseman and uh, Viola Davis. And they are both nominated for Best Actress and Best Actor at the Oscars. And uh, Chadwick Boseman won the uh, Golden Globe. So um, that's very exciting as well. So I'll just uh, read the, um, the synopsis here on IMDb, which uh, I'll quote them here. So uh, this is a Netflix that wrote this. So. Uh, tensions and temperatures rise over the course of an afternoon recording session in 1920s Chicago as a band of musicians await trailblazing performer, the legendary mother of blues, My Rainey. Late to the se session, the fearless, fiery My Ma <laughs> engages in a battle of wills with her white manager and producer, producer over control of her music. As the band awaits in the studio's claustrophobic rehearsal room, Ambitious uh, trumpeter Levy, who has an eye for Mai's girlfriend and is determined to uh, stake his own claim on the music industry, spurs his fellow musicians into an eruption of stories revealing truths that will forever change the course of their lives. So here we go. That's a little bit about the movie. So uh, it was directed by uh, George C. Wolfe. And it was it was a movie that we'll just dive into it a little bit today. So if you ever have some comments or questions about the movie, uh, it would be great if you want to put them into the comments, uh, the live comments right now. And we'll just discuss with you. And so um, this is the spoiler alert section. So we're going to go into the spoiler area. So I'm just going to start a little bit with um, Ashley. What were your first thoughts about the movie? So going into the movie I only know like knew a little bit about Ma Rainey from like some music classes I've took in the past but all I knew is that it was based off a play and right off the bat I was interested um also I wanted to see what all this hype was about surrounding Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman and honestly I was really impressed I really liked the movie I really liked the whole like flow of it it flowed really smoothly in my opinion 
I thought it was like fast paced. The rhythm was really quick. And honestly, I think it's one of Chadwick's, if not his best performance. I don't think I saw him, seen him do a better job. And honestly, I think he's my front runner for the Oscar this year. I, I have not seen a better performance. He really killed it. Interesting. I don't know if anyone has any other opinions on his performance or I definitely do, but we'll dive into that a little bit later. Um, so what about you, Beatrice? What do you, do you thought? Yeah, I think um, watching the film, you know, I, I always just heard about Chadwick Boseman and Viola Davis. That was like the first thing I would hear about this film. So I just wanted to see even like the hype as well. And yeah, like it, it, he definitely delivered. And this film, even though like it's not much like in location wise, they, were, they weren't going to many places. They were just in the studio, but a lot was really happening. It was like, as Ashley said, like very fast paced. So it was like, I didn't even notice like the film was over by the end of it when I was just saying like, oh, like I was really just entertained the entire time. So I really enjoyed it. What about you, Leia? So I have to admit, I am grossly uneducated when it comes to music history. I know very little to nothing, and I'll admit that openly. However, I do love um, biopics or stories that are inspired by real life people and are fictionalized for the screen. Um, I also really like adaptations. Um, and as Ashley mentioned, this movie was also adapted from a play, August Wilson's play. And so those are the aspects that I, I truly, really enjoyed. They helped me connect with the characters and the people that were um, their real life counterparts. However, I will mention one thing that I sort of have a problem with that I think we can dive into deeper. So um, it was argued in multiple places, multiple times that Ma Rainey, her, um, her queerness was not explored as deeply in the film as it should have, rightfully so, because um, she was bisexual. And uh, they, and you know, like to, to portray sexuality, you do not have to be sexual. There's a nuance to it. And a lot of our art is sort of like inspired by our, you know, like our innate desires and what we are passionate about. And I think that should have come through in her art because they say that they, it did come through in her lyrics, which so should have come through on screen as well. So that's the only thing I wish they would have explored further. Um, but yeah, I, I, and I, like Ashley mentioned, I also love Chadwick. Boseman. I actually watched him in this film called 42. That was my first encounter watching him and I loved him in that. So, and Viola Davis as always, I love her in anything I watch. So um, yeah, those are my first impressions. Yeah, I kind of agree with you as well with the, I, I came into the movie that I didn't really know anything. I just knew that it had to do with blues and jazz and just entertaining music that I just love to hear. Um, and, you know, watching the trailer, I was really expecting something to be really fun, jazzy and bougie and super, super interesting to see. But when I watched it, I was so disappointed. I'm going to have such a different opinion than all of you. But I my rainy was just something that I was expecting it to be like explosive and fun. And I was just so I, I was so let down because, I you know, you hear the whole Chadwick Boseman and Viola Davis thing and that it's running maybe her best picture at least when I was watching it it, it was uh, a contender but it's not even nominated for best picture and to me I, I kind of understand it because to me my rainy was just not that interesting at least I love the idea of learning a little bit more about blues and jazz but I just didn't see 
what was the whole hype about Chadwick Boseman personally. I didn't think it was his best performance. I think that the other actors have done have outdone him by a lot. And personally, I just I just didn't relate much to to the struggles that having perhaps because I'm white, but also because I just I just didn't really uh, I didn't really see the story as being something that I was particularly uh, interested in. I was maybe expecting something a little bit more from it, based on perhaps all the all the outcry and all the love about it. So I'm just really interested. Interested, and I guess we'll go a little bit more into it. But I I think Ashley, you really went into yeah. saying like why you love Chadwick's performance. What was so special about it, according to you? I think he carried the movie entirely on his back. I yeah. I know they like they like kind of pushed it as like a biopic but it's not really about Ma Rainey in my opinion I think it's all about Levy's performance and I think maybe that could explain why the her queerness was only subtext like it wasn't really the focus of the story it was pretty much Levy's experience in my opinion I thought that's where they were going with that I have not seen the play so I can't say but that's true. But I thought he brought so much energy yeah. into the performance, so much like character that I ha just have not seen from the other runner-ups for the uh, awards. The only other person I would say was Riz Ahmed, but we'll talk about yeah. that in a later thing. But yeah, sure. I, I absolutely love Anthony Hopkins. He's always going to be one of my favorite actors and everything he does. But uh, the father really hurt, hit a nerve for me, and I guess we'll talk about it in another discussion mm -hmm. as well. But Anthony Hopkins, he's the oldest man to be nominated for an Oscar overall ever. So I'm I'm just very hyped for him. But I think like for me, why Chadwick Boseman didn't really outshine for me is that I found it was uh, I didn't find it believable. I didn't find it believable at all. Like his reaction to to like especially towards the ending. I don't know if it's related to. And I don't know if it has to do with the adaptation with him, um, well, killing someone at the end, killing one of the performers, but at least from from an outsider's point of view, when I didn't really know much about it, I thought it was just an exaggerated uh, version of, of a story. And I just, I just didn't see that. I, I, I found it so out of character to the character that was being portrayed throughout the rest of the movie. And I, personally, I thought that my Rainey's performance and, storyline was so much more interesting but it was always cut by this uh, by levy's experience and i just thought that i i don't know i didn't i thought it was it kind of took away from the story that w of the movie and the story mm -hmm. that what was the most important part of the story which is to know that white people kind of appropriated the, the the blackness or everything about the story and the history of blues and i think that that's what what should have been the stronger message over Levi's, um, Levi's, I don't remember how it was pronounced, Le but Levy. Levy. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, Levy's, uh, um, uh, just, I don't remember where I was going with that, but um, over like his uh, personal struggles of stardom and wanting to be more than what he, what, what he was portrayed or what he was seen by other people. But what do you think, your thoughts, uh, Beatrice and Kaya? Yeah, like I really like from a movie that's titled Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, you would yes. think it's about Ma Rainey more, but it was very much um, centered around uh, Levy more. Yes. And yeah, I even found the ending was very just like out of nowhere until like, I guess I was like reading about it and how they were saying that maybe his, because Toledo like stepped on his shoes 
And so he was thinking that the shoes would symbolize that his dreams and everything that were crushed as Toledo steps on it. And now that like he was being turned away from um, the music production and now he, he's not able to make music except like this white group is now making his music. Um, now like he just like act out of nowhere. And some people are also saying that it symbolizes how black people have to like advocate for themselves and they have to do what they have to do to get um, to places because nobody else will do it for them at that time. So I, I think they were trying to make sense of um, the death of Toledo, but so, similar, like I was just very confused as well as to the ending of it. Um, I have a lot I want to add to that because I have like shades where I'm agreeing with all of you and then some parts where I have like some counterpoints and everything. One thing, I have a fun fact before I say anything. So Beatrice just mentioned that, you know, in the end they show how these um, white musicians, they're recording their song, right? The band's song. And fun fact, so in August Wilson's original play, this part actually doesn't exist. So the story there, it ends where he's, stabs uh, Toledo. That's where the story ends for the play. However, this extended part was made for the Netflix film. And I think that explains Beatrice's point perfectly. It's that it's trying to show how they appropriated their music and how little ownership they had over their own music, you know, and how they have to so strongly, so vehemently defend it. And that actually brings me to my next point on why I was agreeing with Ashley's point a lot uh, about Chadwick Boseman's performance is because I think overall the writing of the film was not as strong as the writing for his particular character singularly. And I'll explain my rationale for that. So I think his character on a broad sense is more of a character study of um, uh, ambition, right? So it's like when we see a, a very like a forcefully ambitious person on screen, the first thing that most people think is that, oh, he's, uh, they're obnoxious, they're arrogant, they're egotistical. But a lot of the times, these people with very, very strong personalities, they have some kind of backstory that's the driving force for their personality. For um, Levy, Chadwick Boseman's character, that was his childhood and what he witnessed his parents go through. And that's what drove him. So uh, going back to Steph's point, when you said that you know you weren't able to relate to it as much because um, you're white and I I can't relate to it either because I'm not black either um, but I think if we find one aspect that kind of like thematically joins everything that one core um, uh, expression of ambition then I think that's it's about like a deeper character deep deep rooted character study of why a person behaves the way they do and um, I, but I will agree with you very strongly on one point, which is that the stabbing, it seemed kind of like um, hyperbolic almost. It was kind of extreme. And I, I I guess I was trying to, in my head, make reasons for why that happened. I was like, oh, maybe he was his songs didn't get picked, so he was angry. But that was quite a strong um, reaction. And again, I agree with all of you on the idea that it's called Marini's Black Bottom, but it's, it's focused a lot on the discussions that the other band so should they have named it otherwise or yeah that's what i thought yeah it's true and uh i think i don't know the, the action of, of of stabbing in the end i think it, it kind of yeah. almost promotes violence in some ways that like the only way to fight something like this is through violence and i just find that just disappointing to hear and disappointing to see in some way um and i guess you're right it's it seemed kind of hyperbolic as well and 
I don't know. It, it just felt so out of character that it brought me out of the movie and it yeah. made me feel like, oh, it's one of those. Like, it just made yeah. me feel like it's 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 just like any other movie that's just going to be disappointing. And mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know. It just it, it was very disappointing to me. And I and I, I agree with you too, like Kaya, when you said that like um, mm-hmm. um, forty two and um, what was the other uh, the movie? Uh, I mean, I I really liked him in Black Panther. And even though it's such a mainstream blockbuster film, I think that yeah. he really just embodies the character a lot more yeah. than in this but i will i will say that i really appreciated the way that he explains his story about his mother and and the way that um he's just so passionate about it and he really truly believes that yeah. he's he he has this ambition and that he has a purpose in life that he wants to fulfill and of course that it gets disappointed i mean he gets disappointed because of all the racial insensitivities around him and mm-hmm. that it, it, he gets very frustrated by that but i just find it so disappointing that he goes against someone like him, someone that lives the same similar kinds of struggles that he did, and then he he puts it against these people just like him, people that are just musicians like him, trying to make it their way into the world. And I guess it kind of shows that there you can put rage against anyone, and that it's not against a particular person. But I don't know. I just found it. I, maybe it's just the story's point of view, but uh, yeah, I just I, I it's sad. But um, I, I like I said, I really appreciated the way he explains the story of his mother, and I appreciated that we were just so centered on what he was saying and that we were not seeing a flashback. You know, we weren't seeing his mother struggle and, you know, we weren't yes. seeing all that struggle. I think that it made it so much more interesting to actually hear him talk and narrate this whole story. But uh, I think, like, if I would have to compare with other movies that I've seen, I think that he unfortunately took the spot of other people that I thought were better performers. Just like in Malcolm and Mary, I think the person that played Malcolm, I, I'm so terrible with names, but the person that played Malcolm was just, exactly, he was just incredible and his monologues were outstanding. At least to me, this deserves more of a Oscar or Golden Globe uh, recognition than, than Chadwick Boseman because I thought that Chadwick was such a minor role to, well, he was a big role, but also he wasn't the main role of the film. At least I thought my reign was really like the main person of the film, even though it wasn't really, but I don't yeah. know. I saw it more like as a supporting role because it's a, it's supporting the story, but I don't think that it was what drove the story. But that's kind of maybe how I saw it. But I know that a lot of people really liked his performance, and like uh, it's just my opinion. And uh, I'm 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 open to hearing other people's thoughts too. I just want to pitch in real quick to mention something because what you said reminded me of it. So you you like John David Washington's performance, right? In yes, Malcolm Murray, and so he is um, the son of Denzel Washington, as you all may or may not know, and um, he produced Marini's Black Bottom, Denzel Washington. So I think you already know that, but I thought for our listeners, it might be interesting to bring up that both the father and the son, they're kind of in their, this whole like Oscars race in a way or not. And it's just interesting to see that. So that's true. That's true. Yeah. Any other themes that you guys thought about that really stood out to you? I think yeah, I, I have a question. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I just wanted to like, bring back to like what you said, Kaya, before about okay. like her queerness and how, um, I don't know about you guys, but like I felt that you know, there was like racial tensions and there's also her bisexuality that was very, it was very subtle. And instead, do you think that they should have like made it more obvious or should they keep the film to more of like about the story and about characters? Because I feel like there was potential to to talk more about creative ownership about the end of the film, about how 
you know, black music is being given to white artists instead, instead of just putting it at the end of the film, I feel like they could have talked about it more. Um, even the way they treated Maraini in the studio about how she said that they only want her for her voice instead, but if it was any other way, they wouldn't be treating her like forgetting her Coca-Cola, um, her being late. I feel like these were very subtle things, but I think at the very end, like it's really about race and the entire film and how they've been treated in all these years. So do you think they should have been more obvious about it or they should have kept it as it was very subtle? I have a strong opinion on that, like really strong. So um, you must be familiar with the term intersectionality, right? So how there are people who are, okay, so you take um, their, a person who is black, right? But that person is also part of the LGBTQ plus spectrum. So they, it's like an intersection. It meets like two different forms of identity. So for her case, so there was this other character called Dusty May in the film. And we are supposed to believe that she is Marini's sexual interest um, because of because of her, the way that she treats her, the way she, that she looks at her. But I read somewhere that Dusty May isn't even real. Like, I don't think that was based on a real person that has been a, a, an identifiable real person. So what I felt was that the, the tiny nugget of what they showed us of her queerness felt so performative. It's like they wanted to throw it into the story. So they got one scene or two scenes about it and that's it. And mm -hmm. I feel like either commit to it as a whole or don't at all, which you shouldn't do, uh, because your sexuality is a part of your identity. And like like I said earlier, it does not have to be manifested in the form of sex or something sexual. It's, it's, it's an organic part of your identity. And for her and for many other artists, it's what drive their, their, drives their art. So um, excluding that is excluding artistic expression and identity expression, in my opinion. So yeah, I, I, I kind of saw her, um, I, I, she's the one that, that sleeps with, Chadwick Boseman, right? At one point, yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw her as a sexual object throughout the whole movie, unfortunately. And I saw her as she was purely there for sexual purposes. Yeah. And whether it was for My Rainey or whether it was for uh, Levi, Levi, oh my God. Levy, <laughs> there you go. Um, Levy, like whether it was for, for, for either of them, they, she was just there for sexual purposes. And I found it just disappointing that they wasted a whole scene on. Levy and, and hers relationship. I find mm -hmm. it was kind of like, you know, like the, the script um, equation to add sex into a movie just to make it more interesting. And I just thought it was just yeah. out of place as well. And it was just another disappointing thing about the movie. It was just like, oh, we're again sexualizing the woman when we're trying to make a movie about, yeah, representation and we're talking about intersectionality and um, appropriation, all these things. And it's like, oh, but then again, we are disappointing the, the, yes. the female perspective and the sexualization and the objectification of women. And it, it was just disappointing because we don't even get really anything about this character other than no. she's, a, she's sexualized, basically, that she's used for a sex scene, basically. Like, yeah, she just danced at one point in front of the microphone and, you know, yeah. sways her, her bum around and she... And my rainy says a comment like sway that bum around or something yeah, like yeah. this. And she says like a comment like that, which is just charming. But it was just, then again, it is still about the sexualization of, of this yes. character. And it's just, it's just unfortunate. And uh, I just hope that one day that we don't put characters just because of their gender, just because of, yes. of what they look like physically. I mean, I just think that 
there's so much more value in learning a lot more depth through these this, these characters. I think because of all these points, that's what kind of made me happy. This wasn't um, nominated for best picture because for something in 2021 to have like these elements missing in, in that film, I feel like it wouldn't be um, to represent like all like from Moonlight and Parasite to like now to <laughs> Marini. It would be disappointing if it was um, up there in those films. Yeah. Ash, do you have any? Yeah, no, that was one of the most disappointing parts. I don't know if it was part of the play at all, but it did feel very tacked on by like, I don't know, by Netflix or by whatever, but it felt very, I don't know how to put this into better words, but Netflix, like original movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like the force, like they kind of just had that character just to get that out of the way so they didn't have to write it into the story. It mm -hmm. kind of, it was like a scapegoat so people couldn't be mad, you know, that they completely erased her like bisexuality. Yeah. At least that's how it felt to me. But I feel like everyone's on the same page for that. Yeah. Which we wouldn't even know about until we like read about the film and like do yeah. some research on it. But people watching it would just be like, okay. Um, like, okay, and. And like, yeah. that's Because right. <laughs> yeah. then she just goes to the basement with Levy and you're just like, what? Why is this in the movie? Yeah. It, it, I thought it was just very out of place as well. And wait, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, it's just for the for the queerness. Yeah, exactly. To go back to that point. I think that it was, it, it is, we have to remember that it is just one afternoon into her life. So uh, at least from my opinion, I don't think it was necessarily important to put that part of her identity into the story. Just as I think that so many people necessarily don't like to show their sexuality in their everyday lives. And I don't know who exactly my Rainey was and if she was so outspoken about it uh, as well, but maybe Kaya, you can spread, spread a little bit of light on this, but. I don't think it was a necessity for the film, but I felt like it would have been a good thing to add into the film because it's such an important conversation that we are having right now in these times and that we do need to have more inclusion and, and representation. And that if we do add that into the movie, I mean, so many more people can identify to the, these yeah. characters and have, you know, have a little bit of intersectionality and not have this typical representation of a, of a black woman and uh, who she represents yes. and who she is. Um, I guess the other part of, uh, of Chadwick's story or Levi, Levi, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm so terrible, I'm sorry. Story that I didn't like is that it, it, it plays into the stereotype of, of a struggle of, uh, of a black uh, person. And it plays into, it, it still generalizes the idea that, you know, um, uh, black stories of black people have these terrible pasts, um, and often, rather, it is their their father's absent to live their lives. But in this case, it, he was, or his mother was was raped and killed. Of course, like it is important to talk about these stories, but I I still thought it was kind of a generalization of a lot of of, of stories. And uh, yeah, I don't know what your thoughts about that were. Sorry, do you just like a, a generalization of stories? Is that what you said? Yeah, of like black stories in general. Yeah. I feel like this movie just suffers from like being a play and then the adaptation into film format. I feel like it does suffer a lot from just trying to fill the space, more or less. Uh, I feel like it doesn't, maybe on some angles, doesn't translate as well on the screen. Like maybe some of the performance seemed too theatrical that we're not used to seeing on a screen, but would 
come across better on a stage. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, that makes sense. Just like the more. I think that makes sense. I mean, I, I mean, when um, Levy, 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 I'm sorry, um, uh, does stab the person, uh, the other musician at the end of the film, I think that is a very theatrical thing. And maybe it is a wink towards theater because it is often so over dramatized and exaggerated. And that, like you say, maybe it works in theater, but I don't think it worked on the screen, at least for me. I have a thought on this, on your question. So I think it comes down to this like imbalance in agency. So, you know, we talked about, um, I think her name was uh, Dussy May, right? And her scene with um, Levy in the basement. And the thing is, it's so forgettable that scene because she, even if she isn't a real person, if even she's not based on a real person, even if she's 100% fictional, her character lacks a, any agency, right? She's, she's practically a cardboard piece in the scene. But that also reminds me of someone like Sylvester, the nephew, and he had a legitimate um, character arc potential because like he had a stammer, right? And for him in his performance, speaking in front of a large audience was the whole point. So how would he overcome that? And that they dedicated like slight, uh, like a slight scene to it. So what I'm thinking is I think they just weren't able to balance out how much potential they wanted to give to each character. And it just wasn't evenly dispersed and it just like fell apart in that way. So that's coming back to your point about like the struggle, right? Of race and everything. It's like, I don't think they were able to express that struggle authentically. And I think that is why we are so um, conflicted about it. That's my opinion. Yeah, I think if we didn't have such like big names as Viola Davis and yeah. Chadwick Boseman, this movie would have completely been like trashed. Yes. <laughs> I think they completely saved the movie and maybe that's why his performance really stood out because everything else was yeah. garbage essentially. Yeah. It wasn't the greatest and maybe that's why he looked so like good in the performance compared to everything else mm -hmm. yeah. because all the other things I've watched everything was good, right? Yeah. Or not everything but like we'll yeah. talk about that later but I feel like everything else was so not at, not to the yeah. level that his performance in Viola was at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyone have any last thoughts? About I mean, movie? I guess I, I'll talk a little bit about um, how I thought uh, Viola Davis played uh, My Rainy in such a, I, th I thought it was such an eye-opening way of introducing such a powerful, strong character. And to, to it really made me learn and, I got educated about just how how white people or production companies are so focused on money and that they'll do anything at the mercy of, of of this woman. And you know, at the beginning, I was like, "Why is this woman so hard on them?" Like, I don't, I didn't understand. But like, she was just she was just representing all the struggles that she was facing, that she was suppressed by uh, white people, and just pushing it onto them and seeing what was the limit that these people were going to take and what was going to be the the final step or the final stretch that these people are going to take so that she, she gets her cut for 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 the money that she'll she'll get for you know using yeah. her song and uh i thought that was just she, it was just so well represented it really made me think a lot yes. about that and uh, i'm really happy it opened my eyes to this but i think that was one of the re one of the only redeeming qualities of the film and i i wish that they would have focused a little bit more on the issue of race in that aspect 
and the way that it can be confronted and that it can be spoken about in such a, I don't know, I thought it was such an expressive and interesting way to show it, which was so different than what I've seen before. I just wish it was a little bit more about that, but I think you're right, Ashley, maybe it was put into, into the compression of, you know, being in the play beforehand and that they wanted to adapt it. But I think that so many things can change from an adaptation. I mean, sometimes books are so different than movies or plays are so different yes. than the movies. And I think there's so much room to play around these, these things and that we don't always, I don't think an adaptation always needs to be so truthful to what mm -hmm. the source material was from. So did the, any of you have other final thoughts? I just want to like add to that. I think it's like related to chaos about the even the Chadwick's uh, character of how like his past was reflecting to like his actions and who he is right now, but especially even evident with Marini. So yeah, I was thinking like at the start, I was like, okay, she's just some artist who's like all rude. It's like this is how artists act um in the studio probably, but to like think that she's like a black woman who's also queer, like all that history of the way they were treated in the past is obviously going to be. Um, coming up to the way she acts and the way she demands um, for respect from um, the production company. Yeah. Even I've heard about the costume design about she has to dress up with these fancy clothes because she is trying to like um, she's trying to relate to them and try to also show them that she's at the same level as them. Yes, I think that's like related to the costume design um, nomination there with the thought about how she's um, her looks and the way she portrays herself in the film. Mm -hmm. That's true. All right. Okay. Is everyone done? Anyone have any last opinions? Thoughts? Nope. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> well, that was a really good discussion. I, I'm I love when everyone has different opinions about something. Yeah. It makes us a lot more riveting. Yeah. But well, we're all done here. Then. I think Beatrice mm -hmm. has a special yeah, announcement. Oh, yeah. One announcement, yeah. and then one announcement. Yeah. So, just to announce that the Carlton Film Society is going to host a giveaway, and it will be a fifty-dollar Amazon gift card. You can find the information tomorrow. We'll be posting it on our social media, Instagram, Facebook, and yeah, there'll be all the details um, under the post for how you can enter. Okay. Well, great discussion, everyone. See you in two weeks for our next one. Bye.